Here it is. From deep inside your audio device of choice. Ladies and gentlemen, here's good news. NFTs aren't dead yet. Remember the NFTs? They were um, things that you could own but not possess because they were digital and they were um, on the blockchain and you could look at them and you could buy and sell them. And that was about it. And they, uh, they, you know, they were art or they were jokes. But mostly now they aren't. Except for Donald Trump. According to Coindesk, that's a uh, medium that covers the crypto biz, such as it is, Donald Trump this week announced a new $99 NFT collection. The Mugshot Edition. That uh, stirred up prices for the non-fungible tokens, that's what NFT stands for, that he'd already issued. Those who buy 47 Trump cards or more will get to have dinner with the former president at Mar-a-Lago and receive a piece of the suit that Trump wore for his mugshot when he was arrested last August. Quote, in this edition, some cards will even be one of ones, the only one in the world. Others could even be, even could, could, could even be hand-signed by President Trump, the project's website said. Previously issued Trump NFTs, yes, they've been around, went way low, half the price they traded at before the announcement, but floored prices then rebounded. Trump, despite being a crypto skeptic when he was president, last year debuted an NFT project called Trump Digital Collectible Cards with images of himself similar to baseball cards. He released a second series of collectibles. This April, both editions sold out. Well, of course they did. Trump, Trump held a $2.8 million deposit in a cryptocurrency wallet as of early August, earned from his NFT sales. Get a piece of his suit while you can. Underwear to follow next year. Hello, welcome to the show. I love to watch the moonlight with arms about you. And right from the start, there's love in my heart. The sunny afternoon light I know wouldn't do. So darling, please don't run out of my heart tonight. I love to watch the moonlight long after the dance. Come over the hill, I get such a thrill. With you a March or June night is good for romance. Let's put our lips together, give romance a chance. Love can be so intense. I touch your hand and feel my heart grow immense. Your lips I adore. 
But that's because I love you just a bit more than others before A sentimental tune might be thrilling to sing While watching the stars, especially ours Your eyes are filled with moonlight, my heart's filled with spring I love to watch the moonlight, so to thee I cling Love can be so intense I touch your hand and feel my heart grow immense Your lips I adore But that's because I love you just a bit more Than others before A sentimental tune might be thrilling to sing While watching the stars, especially ours Your eyes are filled with moonlight My heart's filled with spring I love to watch the moonlight So to thee I cling Your eyes are filled with moonlight and my heart is filled with spring. I love to watch the moonlight, so to thee I cling. From the shores of the Mississippi River in New Orleans, Louisiana, I'm Harry Shearer welcoming you. Really welcoming you. You're welcome to this edition of the show. Now, ladies and gentlemen, before anything else, my most profuse thanks to those of you who uh, sent well wishes on the 40th anniversary of this program being on the air, everywhere. Seriously, really appreciate the good wishes from uh, all y'all, as we say down here. And uh, thanks to NPR for ignoring it. And now, news of our friend the Adam. Well, you know, prices are going up everywhere these days. Actually, inflation is down here in the United States to uh, like 3%. That's down. This is 9 earlier. But one price that is going up, big, is uh, the costs of uh, compensation and other costs related to the Fook accident in 2011 in Japan. Prices will rise for compensation and other costs by $13.4 billion is all from its current projection. This from the GG Press in Japan. The growth reflected the revision in December last year of government criteria for compensation to people affected by the triple meltdown at Fook. In Fook, it's all, yes. Another factor is an increase in compensation to fishery operators due to the releases into the ocean of tritium-containing treated wastewater from the plant. That began August of this year. Did you celebrate? Did you have a glass of tritium-containing treated wastewater? The total amount of government compensation bonds to be utilized to support TEPCO's compensation payments is expected to reach, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, $108.5 billion. Yes, it's cheap. And that's the past, now the future. New scale 
with an NU, has canceled the first project for its pioneering small modular nuclear reactor technology, SMR. Why? Because too few customers signed up to receive its power amid rising costs. This from the chemical engineer. New Skill is the only company to have received design approval from U.S. regulators for an SMR, a smaller form of reactor that can be fully fabricated in a factory to reduce the costly overruns that occur with larger, conventional nuclear plants. The first plant, known as the Carbon Free Power Project, CFPP, was set for construction at the U.S. Department of Energy's Idaho National Lab. It would have included six reactor modules, generating a combined 462 megawatts of low-carbon energy, planned to begin operations in 2030. However, the company says there's not been enough interest from utilities across western states to continue the project. You and me in the form of the Department of Energy, provided more than $600 million in funding since 2014 for new scale and others to develop small reactor technology, small mobile reactor technology. Spokesperson said, quote, we believe the work accomplished to date will be valuable for future nuclear energy projects. At least that's what they said to Reuters. While not every project is guaranteed to succeed... This is a quote, again. DOE remains committed to doing everything we can to deploy these technologies to combat the climate crisis and increase access to clean energy. That was a quote from the Department of Energy. New scale executive said the decision to cancel the project was disappointing, but optimism remains about the future of the technology and its application around the world. Quote, our work with CFPP over the past 10 years has advanced new-scale technology to the stage of commercial development and deployment. Reaching that milestone is a tremendous success, <laughs> which we will continue to build on with future customers. They'll come, not like, the, not like the present customers, which didn't. Who didn't? Last year, new-scale and Romania's row power started front-end engineering and design work to build a 462-megawatt plant in Romania by the end of the decade. It's also working with Canada's Prodigy to explore how SMRs could be developed into a marine-based nuclear power plant system. In October, NewScale announced plans to use its SMRs to provide energy for two standard power data facilities— here in the good old U.S. of A. New Scale and its commercialization power, Entral, not Entrail, Entral, say the factory fabricated nuclear reactors are well positioned to provide power directly to industrial operations like semiconductor manufacturing, desalination plants, heat generators, and hydrogen production. Critics... Those damn critics argue that technology is unproved, produces radioactive waste. Oh, we know how to handle that. We just... And will be too slow and costly compared, compared to renewable options. They're available 
to deploy now. NewScale announced at the start of the year the target cost of power from CFPP had climbed 53% since 2021. It's now $89 per megawatt hour. The, goodbye. the Institute for Energy, Economics, and Financial Analysis warned that, quote, no one should fool themselves into believing this will be the last cost increase given the additional design, licensing, and testing needed on top of inflation, unquote. Well, it's, it's still small and, and, and cool, news of our friend the atom oh looks like it's crypto winter again still Brr. according to digiconomist founder and data science candidate alex devries the bitcoin network and stay tuned to it, may be using as much as 2,237 gigaliters, Tom, oh, those would be gigaliters, gigaliters of water in 2023, which equates to around 590 billion U.S. gallons. This was in a paper published this week. Um, to put that in perspective, the Register of the British Tech Journal says in the U.S. around a third of the world's Bitcoin mining takes place. In the course of a year, U.S. Bitcoin mining operations use somewhere between 39 and 120 gigaliters. That's between 10 and 32 billion gallons of water, equivalent to the water consumption of 300,000 U.S. households or a city the size of Washington, D.C., they're all wet. Bitcoin mining is the process of solving cryptographic problems to validate entries on the blockchain. Tom? Blockchain. It's an incredibly energy-intensive process incentivized by paying miners in newly minted Bitcoin. The higher the price, the more miners participate, the more energy is burned to solve a transaction price of Bitcoin crashed last year, leading to a comparable drop in electricity and water consumption. A rebound this year led to an all-time high in energy consumption in March. With the price of Bitcoin continuing to climb over the course of the year, quote, quote water consumption is probably at an all-time high right now. The, uh, Researcher told the Register, the British Tech Journal, as I say. Much of the reporting on Bitcoin's environmental impact is centered on its carbon footprint and electricity usage. Water usage has been um, much less reported. But hey, we got all the water in the world. What you can do technically is a completely different story from what will likely happen, said the researcher. He cited Ethereum, that's another cryptocurrency, Ethereum's transition to proof-of-stake 
No, don't get hungry. It's a blockchain consensus mechanism that uses far less energy to validate transactions. It's not an exaggeration, he says, to say this could all be solved tomorrow. Unquote. I think he was saying that. It's the Bitcoin community that DeVries, the researcher, seizes the biggest hurdle to jump in making its digit coin of choice more environmentally friendly. Quote, the Bitcoin community is extremely conservative, doesn't want to change anything about Bitcoin, its mechanism, transition cap, anything. Bitcoiners, he says, see their coin. I closed the quote after anything there. Bitcoiners see their coin as a stable store of value, because it isn't prone to making such drastic changes as switching its mechanism. And that's a sticking point, he says. DeVries cited recent EU cryptocurrency regulations that require disclosure of environmental impact of your Bitcoin, your Ethereum, your whatever, your Dogecoin, as a way to lead to greater awareness of what it costs to keep the Bitcoin blockchain running. He notes in the paper that could spell serious problems for the world amid growing water scarcity. Oh, that. Ledger, a company that makes a widely used and popular crypto hardware and software wallet, what? among other products, announced on X, you know what that was, that someone had pushed out a malicious version of its Ledger Connect kit, a library that decentralized apps made by other companies use to connect to the Ledger wallet service. Quote, a genuine version is being pushed to replace a malicious file now. Do not interact with any D-apps for the moment. We will keep you informed as the situation evolved. Or as the situation evolves, Ledger wrote. Soon after, Ledger posted an update saying hackers had replaced the genuine version of its software some six hours earlier. The company is investigating the incident and would provide, quote, a comprehensive report as soon as it's ready, unquote. The spokesperson for the company didn't provide any comments beyond what they posted on X. Company has sold six million units of its hardware wallet, and its software equivalent is used by 1.5 million users. The Ledger hard hardware wallet is not believed to be affected by the hack. It's not immediately clear how many people fell victim to the hack, according to TechCrunch. A well-known independent crypto researcher wrote on X that one victim had more than $600,000 in crypto drained from their account. Deadline Chicago, months after pleading guilty to federal money laundering charges in Seattle, Chang Peng Zhao, the founder and ex-CEO of the world's largest cryptocurrency exchange, faced a court defeat Thursday morning in Chicago. In a consent order Zhao signed, he and Binance, not Dynance, but Binance, agreed to never again engage in multiple forms of commodity trading in the United States. His uh, chief compliance officer of days past signed a similar order. The orders also mandate steep fines for Binance, Zhao, and Lim. Binance got to pay $1.35 billion 
and Zhao and Lim, some minions. Binance, founded in 2017, was seeing an estimated $16 billion in daily trade volume. The Commodity Futures Trading Commission first filed suit against them in Chicago Federal Court this past March, accusing them of multiple regulatory violations. The Securities and Exchange Commission filed a similar civil suit against Binance and Zhao in Washington in June, and the Department of Justice initiated a criminal case against just Zhao in Seattle in mid-November. He pleaded guilty to the single Monday laundering charge in that case a week later and stepped down as Binance CEO the same day. Quote, I made mistakes, and I must take responsibility, Zhao said in a statement. This is best for our community, for Binance, and for myself. Binance is no longer a baby. It's time for me to let it walk and run, unquote. And poop. In all three cases, the government says Binance failed from 2019 onwards to implement proper anti-money laundering controls on trades. The Chicago complaint even accused Zhao and Lim of instructing users on how to flout U.S. exchange law. The accusations include Binance running afoul of U.S. geopolitical interests. The Chicago complaint makes reference to Russian customers using the platform, quote, for crime, unquote, in Lim's own words, while the criminal charge from Seattle accuses Binance of taking customers from countries the U.S. has sanctioned. Cuba, you're Cuba, you're Iran, and you're North Korea. But wait, there's more. Creditors of a company called Gemini Earn are fuming, according to Cointelegraph, over a proposed reorganizational plan that could see their promised Bitcoin payouts effectively slashed to about 30% of what they're worth. (laughs) Worth at current market rates. In a post on X, they're all on X. Gemini Trust revealed it sent creditors an email a couple days ago outlining the proposed plan. It's now been put up for a vote. Under the proposed plan, creditors will receive a payout equal to their balances as of last January, the date that Gemini's cryptocurrency lending partner, Genesis, filed for bankruptcy. Some observers include an analyst for Bloomberg, described the plan as, quote, brutal, given the prices cryptocurrency were last January. In the worst-case scenario, creditors would get a 61% recovery. Commentators on the post appeared in fierce opposition to the plan, many of them urging creditors to Vote no, said one. I vote no, because this is a spit in our faces. Absolute disgrace. Another one said, you stole our money. Give it all back, every single dollar. How can any of your customers, Leslie wrote, believe a single word you say when you've deceived and lied to us for well over a year? Another ex-user 
said everyone should be paid back in full. Quote, anything less is unacceptable. But wait. Crypto winter continues. Thousands of investors have lost millions of dollars in crypto investment schemes that have escaped regulation warnings in Australia. Kadai, despite financial authorities overseas warning two of the schemes were a possible, quote, scam, unquote, and, quote, suspected pyramid scheme, unquote. This according to The Guardian, Australia's investigation. Schemes have operated under various names, including Hyperfund and Hyperverse. They were established by Sam Lee, once dubbed the Crown Prince of Bitcoin in Australia, and Zijing Ryan Zhu, who has promoted himself as, quote, one of China's four Bitcoin kings. Is he a heart or a spade? The pair are two of the founders of the collapsed Australian Bitcoin company, Blockchain Global. It's uh, been in bankruptcy for the last two years and owes creditors $38 million. Guardian Australia reveals that separately to Blockchain Global, Lee and Zhu have promoted a series of crypto investment schemes since 2018, many of which appear to have failed since, leaving investors unable to withdraw funds. The failure of the schemes led to thousands of people globally, Tom, losing their deposits, has raised concern it has in Australia about the regulator's role in warning investors about high-risk, unregulated investment schemes and possible scams. When schemes become scams, look out. That is the takeaway from financial watchdogs in the UK, New Zealand, Canada, Germany, and Hungary, among others. Prior to Hypertech's establishment, Lee and Zhu ran Hypercapital, launched in 2018. What do all those establishments have in common? Hype. You're welcome. And finally, SafeMoon was a high-flying cryptocurrency. I never heard of it before either. But it is now filed for Chapter 7 bankruptcy amid allegations of no fraud and mismanagement. This is from Coinpedia.org. The founders, Kyle Naji, Thomas Smith, and Braden Caroni, are accused of misleading investors and facing a $200 million SEC lawsuit for security fraud. The uh, filing for Chapter 7 follows a wave of accusations surrounding fraud and mismanagement, that have plagued the company since its inception. Happy inception. The SEC alleges that SafeMoon executives deceived investors about the accessibility of SafeMoon's locked liquidity. Forget it, Tom. Utilizing the funds for personal gain as SafeMoon's market cap soared to $8 billion. We're talking serious money here, ladies and gentlemen. The legal drama escalated with the arrests of Coroni and Smith in Provo, Utah, and Bethlehem, New Hampshire, respectively, while Najee remains elusive. U.S. Attorney Peace 
commended the SEC for collaboration and pledged to pursue justice in the digital asset space. In the wake of the SEC's legal action, SafeMoon faced a seismic event, according to Coinpedia. Its market value plummeted dramatically, and uh, hence the bankruptcy filing. The chief restructuring officer acknowledged these challenges in an email, stating they compelled the company to cease operations and go belly up. The filing was subsequently confirmed on the website of uh, U.S. Bankruptcy Court in Utah. The ongoing aftereffects of Safe Moon's downfall are evident in its current trading price of point. Zero 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 three nine eight nine dollars reflecting a staggering seventeen point seventeen percent decrease in the past few hours. It dropped from point zero 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 eight zero dollars, second largest single day decline emphasizing the far-reaching consequences of SafeMoon's financial troubles. When they met the way they smiled I saw that I was through Crazy moon, what did you do? And when they kissed, they tried to say that it was just in fun. Oh, you crazy moon, look what you've done. Once you promised me, you know that it would never end. You should be ashamed to show your funny face, my friend. There they are, they fell in love. I guess you think that you're smart. Oh, you crazy moon, you broke my heart. You promised me, you know, that it would never end. You should be ashamed to show your funny face, my friend. And there they are, they fell in love. I guess you think that you're smart. Crazy moon, you broke my heart. 
from New Orleans, this is Le Show. And now, earlier than usual, it's the Apologies of the Week. Luke Combs apologized this week after he accidentally sued one of his fans in federal court and won a $250,000 judgment against her, saying she had been caught up in a lawsuit aimed at illegal businesses and that she was never supposed to be involved. The apology came a day after news broke that lawyers representing the country star had sued a woman named Nicole Harness for selling Combs-themed mugs on Amazon. Harness, who suffers from congestive heart failure, sold only 18 tumblers for a total of $380, but was ordered to pay a whopping quarter million in damages for infringing Combs' intellectual property, all before she ever realized she'd been sued. In an Instagram post this week, Holmes said he had just learned about the situation and it makes me absolutely sick to my stomach. He said he'd already contacted Harness directly and apologized for the incident. Quote, I've spent the last two hours trying to make this right and figure out what's going on because I was completely and utterly unaware of this, Holmes said in the video. We do have a company that goes after folks only supposedly large corporations operating internationally that make millions and millions of dollars making counterfeit t-shirts, things of that nature, running illegal businesses. Apparently this woman, Nicole, had gotten somehow wrapped up into that. Unquote. The lawsuit against Harness filed in June in Illinois federal court accused more than a 200 online entities of selling unauthorized Combs merchandise on the internet. Artists and bands have increasingly turned to such lawsuits to combat counterfeit merch. They're effective at combating a difficult problem, but they're also increasingly controversial in a study released last month. Professor Eric Goldman of Santa Clara University School of Law called the Mass Defendant Counterfeiting Cases Abusive, saying they allow, allow rights holders to bypass basic procedural safeguards, like making sure each defendant is properly served with notice of the lawsuit. Harness says that's what happened to her. She says she had no idea she'd been sued until she returned from a hospital visit and saw her Amazon account had been frozen. She later found an email from Combs' lawyer sent to an address she rarely uses and stuck in a spam folder notifying her of the lawsuit. By the time she was fully up to speed, she says the case had been closed and a judge had granted a default judgment ordering her to pay Combs. Quarter million. Combs' Instagram post suggests it was handled entirely by outside attorneys, even though it was filed in his name. His manager declined to comment on how the case came to be filed, but confirmed Combs had absolved Harness of any legal debt, and he says he's committed to making things right. Since a total of $5,500 was still frozen in her account, her Amazon account, he says, just going to double that, send her $11,000, just so she doesn't have anything to worry about. Also, he said he's going to make his own tumblers 
selling his official store, and the money from sales of those tumblers will go to Harness to help with their medical bills. This is not the kind of person I am, says Combs, greedy in any way, shape, or form. Money is the last thing on my mind. I promise you guys that. I invited Nicole and her family out to a show this year so I can give her a hug and say sorry in person. Unquote. Vladimir Putin apologized for Russia's inflation problem this week, making a rare admission of the nation's precarious economic situation since it first began its invasion of Ukraine. Last year, the Russian president conducted his annual end-of-year question-and-answer session with members of the Russian, <laughs> Russian media and the public. One pensioner, Irina Akopova, questioning the president about the soaring price of eggs and chicken. See? We're all the same. Egg prices have soared 40% since the start of the year, according to Russian data agency Rostat. It's partly a shortage due to a shortage of goods, key goods in the country, due to Western trade restrictions imposed on Russia since the Ukraine, Ukraine thing. I apologize for this, but this is a failure of the government's work, Putin said at the event, according to Reuters. Doesn't he run the government? He added production hasn't increased in the country despite a higher demand for goods. Quote, I promise the situation will be corrected in the near future, unquote, Putin. Or people will die. No, he didn't say that. But it's Putin. Russia is planning to slash duties on 1.2 billion eggs imported in the first half of 2024. Why don't you just get more hens? Inflation could end up rising higher to 8% in Russia this year double the central bank's inflation target. Just one sign of trouble for the country's economy, struggling amid rising military costs and Western sanctions on the country. Dayline Los Angeles, Los Angeles County District Attorney George Gascon announced the exonerations this week of two men who were serving extensive prison sentences for killings that prosecutors now say they did not commit. Gascon, during a news conference, formally apologized to Giovanni Hernandez and Miguel Solorio. Quote, it's truly devastating when people are wrongfully convicted, especially when they were so young at the time of their arrest, Gascon said. In the case to Mr. Solorio, he was 19. Mr. Hernandez was just 14. These cases, I'm still quoting the DA, not only highlight the tragic impact on the lives of those directly affected, but also underline the impact for the family and friends left behind. I am committed to ensuring that lessons are learned from this grave error and that steps are taken to prevent similar injustices from occurring in the future. Unquote the LADA. Hernandez was arrested and later convicted for a drive-by shooting in 2006, he initially submitted a claim for review of his case to the DA's Conviction Integrity Unit. It was denied. Another claim was submitted in 2021 with the help of the Juvenile Innocence and Fair Sentencing Clinic at Loyola Law School. The ensuing investigation resulted in new exculpatory evidence and new statements from witnesses previously not interviewed or contacted 
at the time of the original investigation, according to the DA. The investigation also reviewed cell phone records showing Hernandez was not at the location of the shooting, while backing his insistence, he was home at the time. Solorio was arrested for a drive-by shooting in 1998, convicted of murder. He was assisted by the Northern California Innocence Project in his appeal for his a review of his case. That review led to the conclusion Solorio was misidentified in a photo lineup as his brother Pedro. Illinois NAACP Conference President Teresa Haley of Springfield, that would be Springfield, Illinois, issued an apology for remarks she made on a video last month likening migrants to savages and rapists. Quote, First and foremost, I express my severe, sincere apologies to anyone who may have been hurt or offended by my comments, she said in a statement. I love and value all members of our communities, including immigrants. I remain focused on denouncing injustices, racism, and discrimination, unquote. The uh, 1 minute 48 second video of Haley remaking the marks during an NAACP state president's meeting last month was made public by former NAACP DuPage County President Patrick Watson. It was a segment in a nearly two-hour-long video. Well, come on, then. You need something to keep people awake. Referring to migrants who've been bused to Chicago, Haley said, quote, these immigrants have come over here. They've been raping people. They've been breaking into homes. They're like savages as well, unquote. Her written apology continued, I'm empathetic to the plight of all people. I proudly serve as a beacon of hope to the hopeless. I embrace the mission of the NAACP, which is to achieve equity, political rights, and social inclusion. Unquote. Dayline Boston, a high-ranking member of Mayor Michelle Wu's administration, issued an apology after an email invitation for an, a, a holiday party for, quote, electeds of color, unquote, was mistakenly sent out to all members of the Boston City Council. Wu's director of City Council Relations sent an email to the council's honorable members that read on behalf of Mayor Michelle Wu, I cordially invite you and a guest to the electeds of color holiday party. About 15 minutes later, the same person sent a follow-up email apologizing for the previous message. Quote, I wanted to apologize for my previous email, regarding the holiday party for tomorrow. I did send that to everyone by accident. I apologize, I apologize if my email may have offended or came across as so. Sorry for any confusion this may have caused. Unquote. Mayor Wu said the group has been in place for many years, compared the event to Boston's various multi-faith holiday celebrations. Quote, I mean, again, this is a group that has been in place for many, many years. We celebrate all kinds of connection and identity and culture and heritage in the city. Just yesterday, we hosted in the city our official Hanukkah celebration. We have had tree lightings. We want to be a city where everyone's identity is embraced and there are spaces and communities we can help. The mayor said the email was an honest mistake. It was in no means an effort to divide the city council, but a way to bring people together. 
Deadline Los Angeles, the NBA suspended Draymond Green indefinitely. The league announced that suspension on Wednesday in a statement that provided vague language for what's required for him to return to play. As all basketball fans know by now, Green was suspended for hitting Yusuf Nurkic, earning Green a flagrant tube foul and ejection in the Warriors' loss on Tuesday night. Quote, he will be required to meet certain league and team conditions before he can return to play. The league statement reads, this is Green's second suspension of the season. Just 22, 23 games into the year mark his third ejection of the season. Green said he was agitated by Nurkic holding on to him during an inbound play and was trying to sell the foul by swinging his arms around. Quote, I'm not one who apologized for things I meant to do, Green said, but I do apologize to Yusuf, even though I didn't intend to hit him. I sell calls with my arms. I don't fall to sell a call. I'm not a flopper. I was just selling the call because he was grabbing and pulling my hip. So I spun away, and unfortunately, I hit him. So I apologize to Yusuf because I didn't intend to hit him. Unquote. An author who left negative Goodreads reviews on the debut works of other authors has been dropped by her publisher and agent following uproar online. This from Time. There's still time. On Monday, U.S. publisher Delray Books announced it was dropping a book by first-time author Kate Corrine from its 2024 slate after several writers and readers said she review-bombed other authors by leaving negative reviews on their books. Corrine's agents also said she would no longer work with the author. She had a months-long pattern of leaving one-star reviews through fake Goodreads accounts, mostly on the debut works of first-time writers of color, while leaving positive reviews on her own forthcoming book. Corrine, who had first repeatedly denied the allegations, later admitted to them in a lengthy apology posted, where else, on X. In the statement, Corrine wrote her actions on Goodreads were caused in part by a psychological breakdown she went through in early December after making a medication change the previous month. Quote, her apology, quote, Let me be extremely clear, while I might not have been sober or of sound mind during this time, I accept responsibility for the pain and suffering I caused, and my delay in posting this is due to spending the last few days offline while going through withdrawal as I sobered up enough to be brutally honest with you and myself. I know some of you won't forgive me, and I recognize that you're not required to. No one ever wants to be judged by their worst actions, but that's not always up to us. Unquote. And, finally, Dateline Chickasaw, Alabama. The man in charge of the Chickasaw Police Department is sending out an apology after he was suspended this week. Mayor Barry Broadhead suspended interim police chief Tommy McDuffie. Mayor Broadhead said it was after the chief made improper or inappropriate social media posts. In an apology letter, Chief McDuffie says he's deeply sorry for his recent behavior on social media. He says it'll never happen again. 
in several videos that have been taken down now. The chief was seen posting to TikTok, sitting in his office with his work uniform on, reenacting videos. McDuffie accepted his punishment and provided the city council with a written apology. Oh, and one more. Spanish retailer Zara has apologized and pulled a recent campaign after some online compared its content to images of grieving civilians in Gaza, which we've all seen. The comparisons led activists to call for a boycott of the retailer. In some of the photos of the now-pulled campaign, a model is surrounded by debris as well as mannequins wrapped in white plastic and others with missing arms and legs. According to Zara... The campaign for its Atelier line, which includes more expensive garments, was meant to resemble a sculptor's studio, but many felt the timing was insensitive, given the images of destruction and devastation coming from Gaza. Shortly after the online response, Zara pulled the images, including off its website and social media, and issued a statement on its official Instagram page. Unfortunately, some customers felt offended by these images, which have now been removed. Zara regrets that misunderstanding, and we reaffirm our deep respect towards everyone. Unquote. Thank you, Zara. Right back at you. The apologies of the week, ladies and gentlemen, copyrighted feature of this broadcast. Now, finally, 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 news of car trouble. The U.S. National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's investigation into safety risks associated with Tesla's autopilot have concluded. And uh, to celebrate that fact, Tesla is recalling more than 2 million vehicles. The agency determined that autopilot safety controls are, quote, insufficient to prevent misuse, unquote. Some 2012 to 2023 Tesla Model S vehicles equipped with all versions of auto steer were included in the recall, along with all Model X 3 and Y vehicles manufactured between 2016, 2017, and 2020, respectively, to the present. The estimated 100% of Teslas are affected, totaling 2,031,220 vehicles. In certain circumstances, when auto steer is engaged and the driver does not maintain responsibility for vehicle operation and is unprepared to intervene as necessary or fails to recognize when auto steer is canceled or not engaged, there, be, there may be an increased risk of a crash. This brings to an end to your probe by the NHTSA after a number of highly publicized incidents and accidents including several involving Teslas with autopilot, hitting emergency vehicles on the sides of highways. It's upgraded its investigation to an engineering analysis last year after finding reasons to believe autopilot and associated Tesla systems may exacerbate human factors or behavioral safety risks by undermining the effectiveness of the driver's supervision, the agency said. Not better than humans, maybe. Autopilot is an SAE Level 2 Advanced Driver Assistance feature. 
It, they require drivers to maintain attention. Tesla has been accused of misleading buyers of the capabilities of its autopilot advanced driver assist system through its name and the company's use of full self-driving as the name for a more advanced variant. Tesla said it didn't concur with the findings, but decided to issue voluntary recall, quote, in the interest of resolving the investigation, unquote. And in a related matter, GM's self-driving taxi outfit, Cruise, has fired nine executives, including its chief operating officer, after staff withheld information regarding that uh, now-famous incident where a woman hit by another car was then sideswiped by a cruise and dragged until it parked on her body. Quote, today following an initial analysis of the October Two incident and Cruz's response to it, nine individuals departed Cruz. These include key leaders from legal, government affairs, and commercial operations, as well as safety and systems. That's according to a Cruz spokesperson. As a company, we're committed to full transparency and focused on rebuilding trust and operating with the highest standards when it comes to safety integrity, and accountability. And we believe that new, new, new leadership is necessary to achieve these goals. Unquote. The spokesperson. Cruise vehicles are currently off the road, and I don't mean they're exploring the countryside. And finally, and I really do mean it this time, a bel- the news of the godly, a Belfast priest has slammed the funeral of Shane McGowan as an abuse of what mass is. The uh, front man of the group, the Pogues, died last week, age 65, was laid to rest in a funeral mass on Friday. Johnny Depp and Nick Cave were in attendance, as well as the Irish president. The uh, mass featured musical performances that brought mourners to their feet and dancing in the aisles of the church, according to Dublin Live. But parish priest of the Corpus Christi Parish... In West Belfast, in West Belfast, Father Paddy McCafferty slammed the scenes as a scandal. It was an abuse of what mass is and what the Catholic funeral liturgy is all about, the clergyman told Belfast Live. The introduction of all these elements into that funeral mass, frankly, was a scandal, and it shouldn't have happened. If they wanted to have that sort of event, they could have hired a hall somewhere and did all that. He was a good man in his own way, and he was entitled to a funeral mass, as every baptized Catholic is. But all of that stuff should have been kept out of the mass. There's no place for that in the mass at all, said Father Patty McCafferty.
Oh, damn. The uh, enrollment period for uh, Medicare Part C plans has closed. I wish they'd done some ads to let me... Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this week's edition of the show. The program returns next week at the same time over these same radio stations or at a time of your choosing on your audio device of choice. Love to have you here then. The email address for this program, your chance to get Cars I Talk t-shirts. What, what's, what is that? And um, all sorts of stuff to look at and listen to and enjoy and Rue, all at harryshearer.com, and I'm on the search for another Twitter. Uh, tip of the Shoshua Poe, to the San Diego desk, to Pam Halstead, and to Thomas Walsh at WWNO New Orleans for help with today's broadcast. The show comes to you from Century of Progress Productions and originates through the facilities of WWNO New Orleans flagship stations of the Change is Easy radio network. So long from the Crescent City.